0: And we are live with another edition of the All-Gas, No-Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Bavona, joined alongside once again by Andrew Johnson. Andrew, boy, did we have a hell of a college football semifinal this past Monday. We had some great games between Alabama and Michigan, as well as Washington and Texas. We now know the results of those two games. We now have a national championship game waiting to be played next Monday, and if it's anything like we saw in the semifinal, we should be in for a great national
1: championship game. Is this where I spoil the uh, spoil who won the games? So if you're to this right now, obviously I I would hope that you had you know you had listened that you had won- and you uh you, or you watched the game. We got some sort of news, but maybe not. Should I spoil it? Yes or no? Or We want
0: to get fault. into this right now. That's our call. Let's your get into it. Let's yeah, just, we can I'll, get I'll, into it. We can get into it if you want, but it's you know, you know, if you want don't want to spoil it, you can you can wait a second.
1: No, let's uh let's go right into it with the first game Michigan and Alabama and I'll lay it over to you. Yeah,
0: great game between these two teams. It was pretty much all of a defensive battle throughout most of the way between these two, and you kind of expected that when you saw this matchup between Alabama and Michigan going into it. These teams were very, you know, heavily favored on defense the entire season, and it showed in this game. Most throughout the first half, Alabama was stopping Jalen Milroe and the rest of the rushing attack from the Tide. And on the Michigan side, they really couldn't get anything going when it came down to trying to get the ball down the field. J.J. McCarthy had a slow start in this game due to the Alabama defenses having a great start. And at the end of the day, it was Michigan going into halftime with a 13-10 to lead. And considering how the game went in the first half for Alabama, it seemed like they were going to be in a little bit of trouble because a lot of things went wrong for them. They couldn't move the ball down the field. Michigan was able to get some plays towards the end of the half to give them that 13-10 lead. But then you go into the second half, and that's where Alabama would start to you know, find their rhythm. They were finally able to get that running game involved like they've been doing all season. Their defense played phenomenal throughout most of the second half, especially in that third quarter, and throughout most of the fourth quarter. And if not for Michigan scoring a touchdown with a minute 13 left in the fourth quarter or around that time, Michigan loses this game because Alabama had a really good second half. Michigan, though, was able to tie the game, send the game into overtime. It almost didn't happen, John, if you remember, because Michigan almost had a mishap on a punt return late in the fourth quarter. It was a muff punt. Could have been a safety that would have given Alabama the lead and most likely would have given the Tide the win. Thankfully for Michigan, they were able to recover the muff and were able to send it to overtime. In overtime, they would get the touchdown on their opening drive, play core, getting... That rushing touchdown to give them the lead. And then the Michigan defense did their job on the defensive side. They were able to get Alabama to go 4-and-out, especially on 4th and goal. A missed half for the Alabama Tides offensive line. A missed snap on a low snap for Milrow. He tries to go up the middle on a quarterback draw. Gets stopped. Michigan's defense gets the stand. And they are going to be playing for the national championship game as they hold on to beat the Tide in overtime, 27-20. to 20.
1: What an absolute game. And it started like... Both these teams did not know how to play football for the first half. For the first half, it was Michigan's offense, uh, and it was really just Alabama's offensive line with a combination of Jalen Murrell. It looked like he had kind of PTSD out there trying to dodge all those blockers even late in the game, which I I think the early blocking kind of got him kind of spooked and scared and made him make some of those rash decisions down the end there. Uh, but overall, a great game for Michigan. Michigan fans, this is the first national title game I think they're playing in over 20 years. So they're, they are elated by this, and they're trying to recreate that, recreate that magic from 1999. Yeah, that, and
0: it's been an interesting season for Michigan itself. I mean, obviously, a lot has gone into it. Blake Corb had a record-setting year for Michigan in terms of the rush, the rushing attack. J.J. McArthur, we know what he's done for Michigan throughout his tenure there. Had a pretty strong effort in this one. Three passing touchdowns, only 10 incompletions, 221 yards passing. And as I mentioned, their defense did just enough to hold on. Jalen Monroe and company really could not get the ball going, rushing-wise, up until that second half in which they were finally able to start getting things going. But a slow start kind of turned the tight end. And unfortunately for them, their offensive line in this game. That was the difference maker for Alabama. They gave up a lot of sacks in the first half. A crucial mishap on a snap in that overtime cost them the game. And now they go into the offseason with an SEC championship, but falling just short in the semifinal. And now with a new SEC coming in, we'll have to see how they fare in it.
1: Yeah, the new look SEC is going to be something else, includes teams such as Texas and Oklahoma, both of which would have finished in the top 20 of this year's, uh, in this year's playoff poll or in this year's final AP poll, I should say. So it's going to be really interesting. I'm really more interested to have a Big Ten fairs next year of all the new additions from the Pac-12. That, right. to me, is going to be a bigger story because the SEC is still the land of Alabama and Georgia, while the Big Ten, I think, will be a little bit more wide open because it's usually it kind of hot potatoes between Ohio State and Michigan 90% of the time. Sometimes there's a suitor such as, let's say, a Penn State or a strong Wisconsin team that will challenge occasionally. But for most part, the SEC is uh, Alabama, Georgia. They had LSU for about one year, but that's really been it. So I think the Big Ten will be more open. But the SEC with Texas will look a lot different next year.
0: Yeah, with Texas and Oklahoma now going to the SEC, it certainly adds another dynamic to that SEC. You look at some of the schedules for those teams next year, they're going to be playing a lot of big-time games, and – It really is going to be some fun times looking at this next season. We talked about it so many times with the football playoff format going to 12 teams as well. There's a good chance that you see maybe two, three SEC teams in the college football playoff next season just because it looks like they're going to pretty much beat each other up and cancel each other out at the end of the day and try to get into the college football playoff. But on the Big Ten side of things now, when it comes down to it, for them, you have Michigan right now in the national championship game. They're going to be adding a bunch of teams as well. And one of those teams they're adding, Johnson, is the Washington Huskies. And Washington, pretty much in this game, was going back and forth with Texas going into halftime. The third quarter is where the things would turn for the Huskies. They would take a 10 – they would outscore Texas in that third quarter 10 to nothing. The story of that third quarter was pretty much Washington had the great you know, time of possession. They out – They had 12 minutes of time possession in that third quarter. Texas only had two minutes. And Texas, that was a big problem for them. They had a big fumble on their first play of the second half. They had another key fumble in the fourth quarter. And Washington it seemed like was going to handle this game towards the end of it with them doing really good work on the offensive side. Michael Penix Jr. We'll talk about his stats in just a second. But the ending of this game was very, very, very good TV when it came down to watching football. So Washington obviously has a six point lead. It looks like they're going to be able to hold on, but then a key injury to Dylan Johnson, the running back for the Huskies forced the game clock to stop. And that was when Washington was trying to run down some clock. That way Texas would maybe have 15 seconds of game play, try to go down the field and get a miraculous touchdown. But because of the injury timeout, it stopped the clock at 50 seconds. It actually gave Texas a chance to go down the field and try to get that game winning touchdown. And for the most part, Texas was right there to do it. They were inside the goal line with just about 15 seconds left. But Washington gets a huge stand towards the end of it, was able to hold off Texas and win this Sugar Bowl by a final of 37-31. to 31. They will now play Michigan in the national championship game. And it's been a wild ride for the Washington Huskies. The last season of the Pac-12 as a conference as a whole, and they will have a representative at least in the national championship game with this win by washington.
1: Now I have a piece of trivia that you may uh you may get stumped by this. Okay. And the listeners I've been saying this all year so that so not like I've been harping I haven't been harping on this. When is the last time the Washington Huskies have a win over an opponent that was not a one-score game
0: this season? This season.
1: Yeah, you don't have to give me a team but just give me a date. I'll give you within a week, right? So if you want to say let's say, go by Saturdays, so you could say, uh, you know, l- l- like it easy. You could go by, let's say, um, uh, any Saturday in September, October, November. You don't have to give me the the exact date. Just give me, like, okay, the first week of October or let's say the second week of November.
0: I was going to say third week of October.
1: You're, you're not too far off. They Actually, in the third week of October, they played Arizona State, which was a one-score game. Mm. However... They played Stanford and USC, which they beat both by uh, 9 and 10 points. So the last time it was, it was Week 11 versus Utah by, tw- by 7 points. Uh, the last five games, matter of fact, Texas, Oregon, Washington State, Oregon State, and Utah have all been one score games. And if you want to extend the streak to, oh, they haven't won by more than 10, you'd have to look back to September 23rd versus Cal. So, between Saturday, September 30th, and the present, they've won by not more than 10 points. It doesn't matter who they played. Whether it was Arizona, Arizona State, Stanford, USC, etc. Max margin victory, 10 points in that time period. Which is crazy because it seems like every single week, this team just manages to survive in events. Kind of like TCU last year. But this is a much better team than TCU. They have a much better quarterback. No disrespect to Max Duggan last year. But Michael Penix was throwing those... uh, was making passes that were unbelievable. If you if Patrick Mahomes did what Micah Penix was doing, I think Chris Collinsworth would have a stroke live on on air. Like he would he would just die of excitement because he was. Texas wasn't even playing bad defense. They were running down. They had the they had all of the uh, the opponent all of the uh, the opposing receiver, and he was just dropping them right in, perfect time, perfect place, and you really just have to tip your cap at the end of the day because. If Michael Penix wasn't didn't have the ability to make those uh, those throws, Texas probably would have won this game forty five to seven. So this this victory is for, is for him, and I think he's just vaulted his way up into the uh, dare I say the upper echelon of the draft lottery.
0: Well, there happen rumors. It looks like he most likely will be a first round quarterback this year, and that was even before the end of the season. He was playing himself into that way because he was having a strong start. Remember, at one point he was the Heisman favorite. Then. As you mentioned, there were a couple of close games for Washington towards the end of the season, and that kind of derailed his odds in terms of the Heisman, kind of lowered his draft stock a little bit as well, maybe towards the end of the first round instead of being in the middle of the first round. And with this performance, that certainly helps him. Now, try to get a little bit better in terms of draft stock because, listen, he's been in college for a while. As as we know, he was a transfer from Indiana. And keep in mind, Johnson, he has a win over Michigan in his career. The last time Michigan lost, I believe, a Big Ten conference game. Could be wrong about this stat, but I think the last time they lost a Big Ten t- conference game was to Indiana in 2020 with Pennix at quarterback. So he knows how to beat the Wolverines in, in his previous history, but he'll have to do it once again to try to get a national championship.
1: It's going to be a sight to see, and I can't wait until this national championship game uh, shout out to the Texas Longhorns for having a great season. This is the best season of Texas probably had in about close to 20 years, similar to Michigan. And I would say this is going to be the best season Washington's had in 20 years. But if you remember back 10 years ago, had a, they had a pretty good season Can they actually write their destiny though this time. Can they actually make it to that title game? Or can they, I'm sorry, could they, can they win? win that the, title yeah, game? yeah. Can they win that title game? Excuse me. Cause that was the question a couple of years, about 10 years ago now. Right. And think
0: about it for Washington. This would be their first national championship since 1991. And if you know, that was when they were splitting that national championship with the Miami Hurricanes. So they would like to hold a, a piece of their own history for a national championship. In Michigan, they're looking for their first national championship, I believe, since 1997, if I'm not mistaken. I could uh, be wrong. It's the late one, 90s. It's I the could late be 90s. One, I should know I the year off the top of my top head. head but I believe it is 1997. Um, and for Michigan, this is obviously they want to get a national championship as well. We know the history of Michigan in the last couple of years. Um, it's been a lot of, you know, can they win? Obviously, the big one, they've had some tough breaks in the college football playoff and even in regular games, regular season games that they faltered towards these games. And now they're here at this point in the season. They're one way away from a national championship game. And that's even with the whole rumors about Jim Harbaugh maybe going back to the NFL. They fought through all this, especially with Harbaugh getting suspended during the season and all these allegations. And now they're one win away from a national championship. But the Huskies certainly will not be any slouches and try to contest them for that championship game.
1: Now, since, uh, since we've kind of revealed who the national championship game will be, will be Washington and uh, Michigan this is the first national championship game since the 2014 season. So since January of 2015, that the national championship uh, does not feature a team from the southern region of the United States. Remember, because Clemson's in South Carolina, so that if you said you have those Clemson, uh, those Clemson winners, actually even crazier. Every single region, every every, every single winner since the 2015 season has been from the Southern region of the United States. So this is the first time in in almost a decade that they're not even playing for the title game. So this is a win for Northern football, a win for the Midwest and a win for the Pacific Northwest.
0: Yeah. And think about it also for these teams when it comes down to it, these teams are going to be in the big 10 conference next season. They will be seeing each other on the regular and, they will play each other next season. It was kind of funny going into that Texas and Michigan, uh, excuse me, Texas and Washington game. No matter who won that game, Michigan's going to be playing them. We'll be playing them next season, if you don't know, Johnson. Texas is going to Ann Arbor in week number two next year. And then, obviously, Washington and Michigan are going to be conference opponents next season. So, we were going to be guaranteed a national championship game rematch in 2024. But we'll get it now in the conference, when it, in the Big Ten, with Washington and Michigan being the two teams left standing at the end of this college football season.
1: Yeah. What a world to live in that we're guaranteed a national championship rematch during the regular season, no matter what. And you really love to see it, right? Right. I think
0: it's, but- it, it's really good television because you, you know, even for the sec, when we talked about earlier, you'll get Alabama and Georgia during the regular season, Alabama, Texas will be a regular Alabama, Oklahoma could be a regular. You're going to have all these great contrasts of styles Going into next season with all these conference realignments and now the college football playoff expanded to twelve teams.
1: Yep, and I will give it about five years before the ACC implodes. So, and congrats I'm sh- from BC and Syracuse for uh, leaving the Big East because you did it to yourselves.
0: You know me, Johnson. I was not a proponent of it. <laughs> uh, I, I know. I
1: know you weren't. I know you. Yeah,
0: weren't. it's been uh it's been rough going for for us. But let's not uh let's not talk about my team. We're we're here to talk about the two teams left standing in this college football playoff and of all this college football season, and that is the Michigan Wolverines and the Washington Huskies. They will be playing in the national championship game this upcoming Monday, January 8th, and it's a big-time game. As we mentioned, they will be in conference next season in the Big Ten with Washington now being a Big Ten member, and now they will have a chance to start this maybe new rivalry in the Big Ten by submitting themselves as a national championship game. And for because of that, Johnson, I think it's time to do our final mushing hour of this college football season with this game between Washington and Michigan.
1: Man, I really don't know who to pick here. Um uh, every time I picked against Washington, well not really pick against them, but really picking the I've been picking the spread against them. They seem to be uh seem to be doing all right. So with that being said, we have Washington versus Michigan, like you said, for the national championship game. There is no home team here, but technically I guess it's Michigan for some weird reason because, well they you know, the Well, they're the hired-ranked team, yeah. Yeah, they get exactly. to choose their uniforms. Congratulations, Michigan. Michigan, technically at home, I guess, whatever. Minus four-and-a-half point favorites over under slate at 55-and-a-half. Five-five-five. Five is a lucky number in the Chinese culture, so go play the lottery tonight. Uh okay. With that being said, my pick for the national championship to win is Michigan. However, Washington's going to keep it close. we can get a very close game here. So give me Washington plus four and a half. I think Washington covers. Michigan wins. Okay. I was going to ask. So you think Washington pulls it off? Or you that so you my I know question. they're at least going to cover. I know they're at least going to And when a game's that close, anything can happen. Yep. Uh, so that that's my reasoning behind it. Uh, anything can really happen this game. So... I'm looking forward to it. That's all I got to say.
0: This is going to be interesting because obviously Washington, if you don't remember, their last national championship came in 1991, and they played this Michigan team in that 91 season, and they were able to win. Now, in terms of Michigan, that 97 season, they had a monster year. Desmond Howard and all that. They were really good. And Michigan, they look to be the team to be right now when it comes down to it. I don't want to say this is what we kind of saw last year in what you mentioned earlier with Georgia and TCU where TCU had all these one-score games. They were able to sneak by, get into the national championship game, and Georgia pretty much looked dominant. It hasn't really looked that way for this one because Michigan has also had their fair share of close contests this season. And Washington, I'm sure, can put up a really good fight. You have a lot of good NFL-type ready players on this Washington offense, and obviously Michael Penix look as one of the best quarterbacks in all of the nation. And on the Michigan side of things, you have JJ McCarthy, a season vet for this team. Blake Corum, as I mentioned earlier, record set season in terms of rushing touchdowns and yardage for the Wolverines. They've all done really good things at Michigan. And obviously you want to cement it with the national championship. Now, as you mentioned, really not a home game for either team. The game's being played in Houston, Texas. So if Texas had won, this would have been a home game for the Longhorns. So for these two teams, it's a neutral site game. You go into Houston, you're battling it out. It's the top two teams left in the country. At the end of the day, for me, though, I think it comes down to the experience and who wins this game. And for me, I just think Michigan, based off of what they've done this season and how everything's gone for them, it looked like they were dead to rights against Alabama. They were able to persevere, come back, tie the game late in the fourth quarter, winning it over time. I just think it's going to be a little bit too much for Washington. I don't know, personally, if Washington has faced a defense like this all season. This is by far going to be the toughest defense they faced all year. I think that will be just enough for Michigan to hold on and win this game, and they will win their first national championship since 1997.
1: Oh, that's a bold prediction. Are you hoping we didn't push him? Well,
0: I'm not a Michigan fan. I know you used to be in a different lifetime. Um
1: yeah, but, this is how you know if the fandom is dead when they're in the national championship. I'm not even excited,
0: right? So it's not I think like were, I'm gonna be fan, were, you you like, more, oh
1: yeah, I'm gonna like you know, I'm gonna be a fan of this team. Oh, no, they're good again. I'm gonna be a fan like, no, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that, unfortunately.
0: I, I think it's more of when you watch this these two games, you were more excited about maybe a non-SEC team finally not being in the college football final, like the national championship game itself because i'm trying to think of trying to think of myself when was the last time we had a national championship game without an SEC team
1: uh it's been about a bad decade not if, not not a not a decade, decade. it feels like a decade it, right i no, try I, to, can, uh, I can I'll tell tr- you exactly when if you uh, if you give me a moment here i can uh, i can inform you of the uh, the last time that actually happened
0: yeah I, i'm trying to think myself
1: so if you go back in the history books right you I think it was it's, the first national championship game who was in it? Uh, I think it was Oregon, Ohio State: The first championship game was Ohio State and Oregon, yes, 2015 and then it was Alabama, Clemson, Clemson, yep. Alabama, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, and Georgia TCU. Oh, is, so it, we haven't it's s- been since it's been ten years, like I said. Wow. Oh about ten years, about was it nine years now, nine years?
0: I'm trying to think of the now, now the bcs history when it comes to that because i feel
1: like it's even longer if you include the bcs uh probably probably listen the southern region of the united states has ruled football for as long as time can remember and it, it looks like it was it was going to stay like that until the uh for foreseeable future until a couple of other teams won or they started becoming a little bit better so uh, I am excited by this. It's a little bit I mean, I love SEC football, but it's a good it's a good break from the monotony. It's good for the sport. I'm looking- it, it tricks all these other teams thinking so they can actually win, you know, sometimes. You so. know what's
0: you know what's a crazy stat? So if you don't so let's say if you have this, this will be like the last thing I bring up when it comes to this. The last time, other than that Ohio State Oregon game, the last time we didn't have a SEC team in the title game was 2005, and that was the infamous Vince Young versus Reggie Bush, Texas versus USC national championship game. Now year.
1: now do me a favor here, since Texas is a part of the is a southern region part is a part of the southern region of the United States, excuse me. Yeah. Can you go tell me when the last time a team from the what's considered not be south? Well are we, we counting me,
0: Oklahoma too? Because Oklahoma, we Oklahoma. Was the year 4. We're
1: gonna count Oklahoma too. So, so the last would, team a non southern based football team. So they can be Big twelve like Oklahoma or Texas or Clemson in the ACC. So, give me a non-Southern U.S. football team that wasn't BCS. <laughs> it's tough because you have Ohio
0: State and Miami played a national championship game, Miami and Nebraska played a national championship game. Uh, I, I, this might even be before the BCS, That that's the case. I think it might be before the BCS because if we're going to count the southern region, then obviously. So
1: here's the thing: a lot of people don't consider Miami to be "quote unquote" the South. It's just Miami. So but, I'll give you Miami. Okay, so then then it would be 2002. So yeah, over over 20 years, pretty over, much. Yeah, which 20, is exactly insane when you think years. about it.
0: If you're not including, obviously, that part of the other thing, but we obviously had an Ohio State Oregon game in 2015, the first college football playoff, and now we have this game between Michigan and Washington. It, it's been, like I said, there's been
1: two in the last 20 years.
0: Right, exactly. There's been two in the last 20 years if you're so not once college. A decade the once-a-decade type games. thing. Right. It, it that, that, And like I said, this season has been all based off of history. There's been a lot of historic moments that have happened this year. And you're going to get another one this season because at the end of the day, one of these two teams are going to win their first national championship since the 1990s. For Washington, it would be their first one since 1991. For Michigan, it would be their first one since 1997. So a long drought for one of these two historic programs – is finally going to end next Monday, so it's going to be some riv- riveting television, and I'm looking forward to it. Do you think these teams are ready for it, though? I think based off of what has happened this season for both of them, I think absolutely. Michigan's had so much, you know, smack being talked about them for all the sign stealing stuff. Harbaugh being rumored to go to the NFL. They want to get this. They want to get this game over with. They want to win a national championship for Washington. They want to prove the naysayers wrong. They want to be the team to beat. They want to be the team of destiny. Kind of how the Cinderella story, if you want to say like that. No one really gave them a chance against Texas. They proved everyone wrong. And now pretty much you have to think no one's giving them a chance against Michigan as well. But they have a really good offense that could give them an opportunity to pull off what might essentially be a quote-unquote upset in this national championship game. I
1: think a lot of it has to go that they play in the West coast and let's face it, a lot of people in the East coast won't stay up to I two think o'clock it's, in the morning to watch their games.
0: I think it's that. And it's because of how they finished the season, because you mentioned about it, all those close games they had at the end of the year, they were able to pull it out, but they looked really, really concerning in each of those games. And they were really close to not even making it to this game. They were one play away from not even making it. If they did not stop Texas on that final drive. So they are very glad to be here. Def. Don't get me wrong, but they're looking to make a statement in this game against Michigan, and a win certainly would make that statement.
1: Story of their season, the one win of, win by one possession, survive in advance. All I can say this year. all we could say is this, you're going to have two teams that are undefeated too, so
0: someone's going to come out of this game, ending the season 15-0, and and a national champion. So, it's a good way to start off, as I mentioned, what could be a potential rivalry in the new Big Ten when the, te- when the uh, conference expands next season, so I'm definitely excited to see how this national championship game unfolds. Hopefully it's not as bad as last year's game where I had to turn it off at halftime. So
1: what do you mean? That was a great game. I enjoyed watching every minute of it. If you were
0: a Georgia Bulldog fan, you were absolutely uh, having a grand all the time. If you were a TCU because fan. You deserved it. Uh, well, TCU bit off more. Than they could chew. That's pretty much what happened.
1: And that's why Florida State didn't make it this year.
0: Yeah, that was a uh, rough game against Georgia. That's all I could say about that game. But uh, before we wrap up to the show tonight, Johnson, uh, any news uh, that we have coming up this week?
1: Yeah, I just want to plug again. Like the previous show, that we are going to be at the Woodbridge Card Show this Sunday, January 7th. So it's going to be Sunday during football season. I know it's a lot. It's, listen, come out for some of the games. They'll come, come out we'll for a red uh, zone
0: on. Don't worry.
1: And don't worry, you won't miss a thing if you come and stop by. So it's the Woodbridge Card Show, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in the Hampton Inn, uh, 370 Route 9 North, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 07095. The next sports card show there will be Saturday, February 3rd, which I will not be attending because I would be in the garden watching St. John's and UConn. So this will be the last Woodbridge show I'm here uh, for at least the next two months. And I
0: might be with you at MSG to watch that game. <laughs> I'll find out. We'll have to say too to find out. But other than, other than that... Sunday will be definitely a good show coming up, and as I mentioned, we will have Red Zone on, so you will not miss any football action this week. I would try not to miss any football action as well, because as we all know, the NFL postseason is coming up as well, and we know how crazy the NFL season has been. It's just been as crazy as this college football season has been, so I'm very curious to see how Sunday turns out, and I'm very curious to see how this national championship turns out next Monday night, but That is going to do it for tonight's edition of the All-Gas-No-Break Sports Show. A great semifinal, the last semifinal of the 14 playoff format in the college football playoff history. It expands to 12 next year. If it's anything like we've had this year, 12-team format should be a fun one next year. But now we know the final two teams. It's Michigan and Washington for this year's national championship. Who will come out with their first national championship since the 1990s? You'll have to tune in and find out next Monday, and we'll recap it next week here on the show on Tuesday. This has been Nicholas Pavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Have a great rest of your week.